0: Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello, everybody. Are you guys ready to talk about Luke chapter 11? verses 27 through 36. Because I am, so let's just go ahead and just do it. I'm going to be reading out of the WEB version this morning. It came to pass as he said these things, a certain woman out of the multitude lifted up her voice and said to him, "Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you." But he said, "On the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it." When the multitudes were gathered together to him, he began to say, this is an evil generation. It seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to it. But the sign of Jonah, the prophet for even as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites. So the son of man will also be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and will condemn them for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, one greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up in the judgment with this generation and will condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, one greater than Jonah is here. No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in the cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when it is evil, your body is also full of darkness." Therefore, see whether the light that is in you isn't darkness. If therefore your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly full of light, as when the lamp with its bright shining gives you light. So Jesus was in the multitude. He was talking with them. And all of a sudden, this woman shouts out. And I imagine her as like and like an elderly, motherly type, I suppose, because she was thinking about Jesus as like a child. And so she says, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. So she's basically saying like, Jesus, you're so amazing that your mother is just so blessed. Like, awesome for her i wish i was that mother is kind of what i imagine her thinking like she's almost jealous that jesus can't be her son i guess and maybe that's wrong but she's basically just saying that jesus is so fantastic that his mother must just be so blessed to have had a son like him and i just find that just to be a really cute compliment i suppose just like oh jesus you're the perfect son basically and he says to her on the contrary blessed are those who hear the word of god and keep it So he's not necessarily being mean to his mother when he says this. He's just refocusing the crowd's attention, not on his mother, but rather on the people who hear God's word and do it. Those are the people who are truly blessed. Not because of status, not because they're Jesus's mother, not for any other reason other than the fact that they are listening to God's word, but not just listening, but also doing God's word. Imagine, you know, I, I, I know the Catholic Church really holds Mary in high esteem, but Jesus is basically saying that if we do what God tells us to do, we're going to be even greater than Mary just for being Jesus's mother. We are greater than that status because we listen to God's word and we do it. And Jesus is going to hold us in high esteem if we do that. That's more of just laying up our treasures in heaven. That's something we we talked about back in Matthew, where Jesus says, don't store up your treasure here on earth, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. So even though the things that God gives us, the blessings that God gives us on earth, for example, our families, our husbands, our wives, our children, just anything else that he gives us, yes, they are great and important things, but we shouldn't be idolizing our family members. Instead, we should be idolizing God because God is the one who gives us those things. And if we start laying up our treasures in heaven, not idolizing the things of the world, but thinking more and more and more about God, that's where our treasure is going to be. And we're going to long for God more and more as we do that. So Jesus says that people who do that are blessed. So after this, Jesus is walking along with the multitudes and they're gathering around him. So he begins to tell them, You guys are evil. Because clearly something was happening with these multitudes. They were gathering around him because they wanted to see a sign. We've already seen that. In fact, we talked about that on Tuesday, where a lot of the people in the multitude, when Jesus had cast out the demon, they were like, we want to see a sign from heaven. So the signs that Jesus was doing were not good enough for them. They didn't want to see Jesus casting out demons. They didn't want to see any of that. They wanted to see a sign from heaven. They wanted to see some sort of political sign or some like lightning flash from the heavens they wanted to see the red sea part who knows what they wanted to see they just wanted to see some sort of crazy miraculous sign from heaven as if what jesus was doing on earth was not good enough so jesus is like you guys are being evil for asking for a sign and not being happy with with the stuff that i'm already giving you and not trusting the holy spirit not trusting me not trusting god that I am working with the Holy Spirit and I am the Messiah. So he says, I'm not going to give you this miraculous sign from heaven that you are looking for. I'm not going to give it to you. And he talks about Jonah here, which we haven't talked about Jonah yet on this podcast. But he says, even as Jonah became assigned to the Ninevites, so the Son of Man will also be to this generation. And if you guys remember the Sunday school stories about Jonah, he was the guy that uh, was supposed to go to Nineveh, but he didn't like the Ninevites. So he goes in the opposite direction. A big storm comes and he ends up getting swallowed by a fish. This fish, after three days, pukes Jonah up onto the shore and then covered in puke, he goes and talks with the Ninevites and eventually the Ninevites repent. That's basically the story in the nutshell. The Ninevites, because they repented, God chose not to destroy them because they were very evil as well. And they were Gentiles, by the way. The Ninevites were Gentiles. So Jesus here talks about Jonah and the Ninevites and also The Queen of the South, who happens to be the Queen of Sheba, which we also have not mentioned on the podcast yet. But when the Queen of Sheba heard about King Solomon, who was the most fantastic king in Israeli history, he was the guy who was extremely wealthy, but also the wisest person on earth. He was just, he had an extremely high IQ. God gave him just tons of wisdom and he was very intelligent and very smart. So Jesus talks about how the queen of Sheba goes up to visit Solomon. She traveled from the ends of the earth. She was the queen of the south. She traveled thousands of miles to go hear Solomon speak because Solomon had the word of God. And she desperately longed for that. So she travels thousands of miles. And this is a story, I believe, in um, Second Kings, I think. Or maybe First or Second Chronicles. I can't remember. But the Queen of Sheba goes up to visit Solomon. She wants to hear his words, his knowledge, his wisdom, because she had a heart for God. And she was a Gentile woman. Jesus here says that the Queen of the South or the Queen of Sheba is going to rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. So she's going to be sitting there judging these men in Jesus's generation because she had a heart for God. She came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, one greater than Solomon is here. So she had a heart for God to go and visit Solomon, who was not even the Messiah. But yet the men of Jesus's generation who have the Messiah right in front of them are choosing to ignore him. They are choosing to not want to follow him. And this kind of goes back to what Jesus said at the beginning of this, blessed are those who hear God's word and keep it. And he gives some examples now. This woman, the queen of Sheba, the queen of the south, was one of those people who were blessed because they wanted to hear god's word and not only hear it but keep it do it and the other person jesus talks about are the men of nineveh those evil men that jonah had to go and talk to but because they heard jonah's words they repented of what they had done so they turned away from their lifestyle of corruption and they started focusing in on God and asking for repentance and forgiveness from God. And eventually Nineveh did get destroyed anyway, Like, because uh, as the years went by, they started getting worse and worse and worse again. But at the time of Jonah, when God was going to initially destroy them, God chose not to because the men of that city repented. The people of Nineveh are going to stand up in judgment with this generation and condemn it because They heard Jonah's words and believed Jonah's words. This smelly guy coming through their city who just had God's word, they chose to believe it and they had faith that if they repented from their sins, that God was not going to destroy them. And because of that, they were blessed, as Jesus says in verse 28, because they heard the word of God and they kept it and they repented of their sins. So because of that, they are going to stand up against the men of Jesus's generation, these Gentile Ninevites that were not looked at as anything holy. They are going to stand against the men of Jesus's generation and condemn them because Jesus, the Messiah, was there in front of them. And these men were choosing not to believe Jesus. They were choosing not to believe the Messiah. So because of that, they are condemned. They are not blessed because they are not hearing the word of God and they are not keeping it. Then after this, Jesus goes into a story. He says, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in the cellar or under a basket, but on a stand that those who come in may see the light that is talking about us, you and me shining our lights to the people around us. When we accept Jesus, we're not supposed to bury him away. Rather, we're supposed to let our lights shine. Because when we have a lamp, and I mean, we have light bulbs now, but let's just say the light, the power goes out and we only have a single candle. What are we going to do with that candle if the power goes out? We're going to put it on a table somewhere so that we can see what we're doing So that we can see to go to the bathroom. We're not going to stick it under a basket or snuff it out or hide it somewhere. We're going to use it because that is what we do with candles. (laughs) They're supposed to be used. But the word of God is the same way. Our Christian lives are the same way. We don't just hide them away snuff them out and not let people see that we are Christians, we're supposed to live differently. We're supposed to be holy. That word literally means to be set apart. We're supposed to be different. So much so that the world can see that we are different. If we're living like the world, why would anybody ever want to be a Christian? If we're doing the stuff that the world does, like arguing, complaining, gossiping, uh, committing adultery, why would the world want to become a Christian? That's just going to make Christians look hypocritical. Like they don't know how to live what they teach. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to live differently. Let our lights shine so that people can see them. In verse 34, he says, The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when it is evil, your body also is full of darkness. In other words, The lamp is similar to the eye. Our eyes help us see, right? So when we are able to see, we are living in light. When we have the lamp, in other words, the Christian faith, we are living in the light. But if we don't have the lamp, it's as if we're blind. And so we really can't see at that point. If we do not have the light with us, we we cannot see. Nothing will be clear, So these men of Jesus's generation who are listening to Jesus say this were living in the darkness in a weird way. Even though they had Jesus right in front of them, they were choosing not to accept Jesus's words. They were choosing not to be blessed by hearing God's word and keeping it. Instead, they were choosing to live in the darkness by not having that light that Jesus was offering them. So Everything about this is all tied up in that sentence in verse 28. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So when you and I choose to hear God's word, for example, let's just say this podcast, we choose to hear what God is saying. We are blessed. So all of you guys for tuning into this episode, all of you guys for tuning into this podcast, or just reading the Bible on your own, or reading a devotional, or doing anything to help you hear God's word, you are blessed. You are absolutely blessed. Jesus just said right here that you are blessed for choosing to hear God's word. And that's why I always say at the end of the podcast episode, happy listening and God bless, because you are in fact blessed blessed because you have God's word inside of you and you are choosing to live in the light. So guys, go shine your lights today, however that looks, and uh, share this podcast episode if you choose to do so and let people know that the Bible Explained podcast exists. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.